guys. Welcome back to the Wildflower Podcast. Today, Ashton and I are talking about Ecclesiastes 3, which is something that's come up for me at the beginning of the year and for you quite a bit. And I just feel like this is so, um, so many of you guys will relate to this scripture. I love it. Um, just talking about how there are seasons for everything in our life. And so Ashton's going to read it real quick and then we'll get going on our conversation. Yeah. And I'm glad you pronounced that right. Cause I feel like I never pronounce Ecclesiastes. No, I was like, <laughs> thank God she's doing that because so I, I love this scripture. This Me is too. the new living translation. I was looking for the passion translation. For, the passion doesn't have, it all, doesn't of the have all of them. Yeah. So I, I did this one and I, I like this one too. And it says a time for everything. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And it's really just, it's really cool because it helped me, it just helped me understand the seasons and the cycles of life. Like when mm-hmm. you think about cycles and seasons, there's four seasons. There's, um, you know, north south east and west like four is a really important number Hmm. and what does four mean biblically do you know i need to look it up i was actually talking to someone about this the other day and that's what i thought was kind of crazy about yesterday actually not the other day i was um getting an iv with a young man that Mm -hmm. um, him and i are very similar in age and he kept saying that he's seen four a lot and that there's been cycles of his um pain and his healing kind of coinciding with like every four years or four months or four Mm. whatnot which I thought was intriguing and so I looked up for I thought I took a picture of it but I did not and I meant to for the podcast but it it was like talking about the cycles Hmm. like of life like you know like I said there's like seasons like four seasons there's you know directions for you know north south east and west and so let me pick up that really quick but it was cool because there's something so profound in seasons and this specific scripture it really reminded me that like there's a purpose in every season that you shift into right and maybe you could break down and I can as well what does that mean to like shift into a season when we say that people are like well what are you talking about well it's so weird because we were talking about the other day and a lot of times you can feel a shift happening you know that like that the season is changing in our lives um you know that something new is coming or whatever but it's like you can't really pinpoint it's not mm-hmm. this this automatic it's not this like drastic like thing that happens it's just one day what was no longer is and you know and that happened for me at uh at last year you know mm-hmm. I think what was working before no longer felt right and wasn't mm-hmm. working it was a shift of the season and even after hunter I told you the other day I, I felt such a release uh at the beginning of this year after I ha- you know after I had him I just felt like suddenly the Lord was saying okay now go and even though mm-hmm. I'm a mom to young kids still I'm still raising them all that yeah. it was like I had my final baby and now I'm like moving, moving into forward. something new that the Lord has and kind of like uh focusing on some of those things as well where for so long as a stay-at-home mom I felt stuck and I wasn't able to truly there were so many moments where I found it very hard to be like joyful in the season that I was in even though I loved it it was such a mixture of emotions I loved it Mm -hmm. but it did feel like a wilderness season too from other perspectives and um 
you know, something I just was reminded of a lot was just to steward that season, you know, like it's not forever. It's, I'm not going to be bound by nap schedules and with little kids for forever. It's really a short amount of time when you think about Mm it. And so I had to shift my perspective and I still do some days of like, okay, this is so temporary. They're not going to be little forever and trying to soak in those moments, but also knowing that, okay, the Lord's also put these other things in my heart too. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to like, grasp that sometimes that it's it it will come to an end or every hard season comes to an end like we used to talk about with little kids you used to say every phase is hard just different Mm -hmm. you know yeah um, I haven't thought about that you kind of get over one thing teething Mm -hmm. or this or that and then then you get to deal with tantrums or something new you know it'd always be something new so um I don't know that's just what I think about like with motherhood but yeah, I think it coincides with so many things. And like the number four, like it, can, it represents the world. It can represent earth, creation, creative work. You know, there's four winds. There's four seasons, four corners of the earth. It says the rule and reign over the earth. There's global directions, north, south, east, mm-hmm. and west, um, or territorial specific realm implications. So like four, I just thought that was interesting about just like the seasons of life. That four corners. Cool. Like it's just like kind of profound with like mm-hmm. seasons. And so I, I just feel more compelled to kind of break down the scripture when I was like praying yeah. about this, I was just kind of like, I really want to just go over the scripture kind of Let's like, and go through the lines of like what spoke to me personally about it. Because, you know, sometimes scriptures, when you read it, it's like there's hidden, there's hidden glory in it. Oh, yeah. And that's what we talk about the word of God being alive. You know, when I read the same scriptures, I always reap something different every time. So I say, read yeah. It. You can read the same thing a hundred times and then the Lord shows you new things. Yeah. Depending so, on where you are, depending on where you are. And so like, you know, the first line it talks about for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. So, you know, thinking about that specifically is, there's the, in the grand scheme, God has a purpose for your pain. He has a purpose for the season that you're in. And mm-hmm. we can't see that always, but I think that brought me so much comfort the first time I read it, because it made me realize too, that there is a season and a time for every activity. So mm-hmm. heaven orchestrates that. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, you know, there, it's easy for me to fall out of if this is God's will, or if this is really being like, what is this Lord? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think we attach negativity to some seasons, like you said, because yeah. it's very difficult for our human minds to grasp when why will this be over or yeah. why we are where we are or what? And sometimes we waste our time mm-hmm. asking questions instead of being like, Lord speak. Yeah. What does that look like? You know? And, um, it says a time to be born and a time to die. What I love about all this is that there is a place for every single mm-hmm. thing that you yeah. go through. There is a reason, a time to be born and a time to die. Yeah. Like, Death is hard to accept, mm-hmm. but it's inevitable. It's- yeah, it's an. I mean, I think that the older I've gotten, the more I be like realize this sounds maybe wild that I'm not invincible. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. part of like my personality type. Probably. I like never ever thought about death. I never ever thought about things mm-hmm. happening. It's like the older I've gotten, the more aware I've been about. I'm not invincible. This yeah. is a moment in time and mm-hmm. how short it is right. for me to focus on this small glint, this small moment in my life, this small season, like you said, yeah. the grand scheme of what life you're, what, what you're walking out, mm-hmm. being a mom to young kids is so crazy fast. Yes. Even the, just the day to day activities, like it, it's so fast. Like, well, cause I think in our world, like we, we think that when we're past 20 something, when mm-hmm. we enter our thirties, like, Oh, our best years are gone. You know, you think that you're past, <laughs> I've said that like yeah, you're, you're past your prime prime or whatever it is. Right. And, um, and you realize, yeah, like, gosh, it's such life a, is but a vapor. I mean, so quick. And it's you know, just, that comes with maturity. Yeah. And I think, and just like, you know, growing and aging and like, you know, I, we, we talked about the other day together, how 
there's times like I can't undo or unknow what I know already. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's easy to escape pain by just going back to like, Hey, I want to be ignorant because ignorance is bliss. It's and bliss, I don't, yeah. um, I, I, I think back to a time that seemed easier. Well, that's the mm-hmm. enemy to robbing you of the current time and season that you're in. Yeah. I know I, I had a season of walking through that where I would think about how it used to be and mm-hmm. I would see pictures and I would be reminded of how life was and it seemed simpler then. And it, maybe mm-hmm. it was simpler, Yeah, but we're called to like steward, like you just, like you said earlier, every part of us every and everything phase that's been that given, every in. phase that we're in. Yeah. Even I remember one time this guy told me I was working this hourly job and you know, like 10, 11 bucks an hour or something like that. And I was folding socks at this uh, place. Um, it was like a cryotherapy place. And I remember just being frustrated that day at that time. Cause I knew that the Lord had put certain things. I knew what, what that the Lord had something really great for me, but here I was folding these socks and I felt like about it, you know? And I remember this guy coming in and he said um, something about how I was being like a servant. I was serving people, Mm -hmm. um, helping people with their health and stuff Mm -hmm. at this place. And I I remember like feeling, oh, it doesn't feel like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like in that moment, it's like God doesn't overlook those little seasons that feel very like um, just insignificant, Mm -hmm. right? But in those moments I'm helping these people that are coming in that are dealing with health things by just folding socks and by serving them and loving on them. Right. So in, yeah, to the world, it doesn't look like it much, Mm -hmm. but in that, in that phase, it's like, you know, we have to adjust our attitudes and saying, no, like this is where the Lord has me today Mm -hmm. and trying to just do our best to be, you know, have great attitudes in that phase and saying, well, whatever it looks like for how long, ever long it lasts, right. I'm going to just serve these people or serve oh, yeah, whatever de- it is. Because details matter. The process matters. Yeah. And we always, like we've said this before, you look at the big picture of where I'm going or where I want to be mm-hmm. instead of going, Lord, you're teaching me in this process because yeah. I'm not a natural detail oriented human. I've mm-hmm. become more that way because of just my life journey and I've had to just with the the job I have and things Mm -hmm. that I do but like God's taught me so much about how much the details matter the little things that we think that aren't a big deal that actually impact more than the big thing yeah you know and that's kind of goes along with the next line where it says a time um, a time to plant and a time to harvest you know and planting seeds are like these things happen daily Mm -hmm. there might be I think there's things that were planted and that I planted as a child that I still haven't seen harvest yet yeah and again we never want to go through the process of the crushing of the pain Mm -hmm. of of the process of what it takes to get to the harvest Mm -hmm. but planting and that they coincide yeah and it's just and it's so important you have to go through these processes to even be able to handle or manage what it is that the lord has and he knows that you know he knows that we can't just have everything that we see or we want right away. Right. And, um, well the seed and the hard harvest goes along with farming and goes along yeah. with, and, and the Lord talks in parables a lot about mm-hmm. the scattered. There's something where he, I can't remember where it is, where he talks about the seeds and the ones that were planted, the ones that actually grew, the ones mm-hmm. that had thorns, the ones that mm-hmm. um, were planted on the surface, not rooted and deeply yeah. planted. And it's, he uses that throughout the Bible a lot oh, yeah. and he refers it to, you know, that's how mm-hmm. that's the process of life, not just personally, yeah. but how, you know, farming happens, how you get food and you reap the harvest. And so, well, I told Steven the other day, I said, you know, I feel like our life is like this big puzzle. And I feel like the Lord orchestrates these little puzzle pieces to kind of get into place. Like, like sometimes 
10 years ago, right? You'll meet a person or this mm-hmm, will happen, right? Mm-hmm. And you see nothing come from that or it didn't pan out the way that you thought. And then somewhere along the way, so many years later, that thing comes back up or that, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's funny how we, cause we can't see what the <laughs> Lord is working behind the scenes on our behalf, right? Mm-hmm. For his glory. And so it's like, it's like our life feels like this big thing that the Lord is sort of like, you know, whatever, putting piecing together together and it all starts to kind of make sense how these things come into play. But we get so impatient with where we're Mm -hmm. at or in the seasons or we can go, well, the Lord said this, but, Mm -hmm. but who are we to like determine the time? Like I read this Mm -hmm. verse last night in Acts one, seven, it says, um, the father is the one who sets fixed dates and times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this, the Holy spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. And I just thought that was cool. It just reminds us that like only God knows mm. the time when things will be fulfilled it's and really when good. things will happen. Cause his word says too, you know, his thoughts are, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than ours. I don't know where that is, but there's a scripture uh, that talks about I wrote that. a song about that. Did you? It, it says like heaven is higher than the earth. Yeah. Um, there's like, it, he literally talks about how our thoughts are not his thoughts. Mm-hmm. His, ways, his are ways are higher, are higher than, than our ways. Our ways. Yes. Yeah. There's a really good verse. That, I'll find that. that. Find it. Cause that reminded me that's an awesome scripture mm-hmm. of like God's timing. And you know, this whole section in Ecclesiastes three, oh, I said it right. Uh, I was like, good night. Don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. It's so prophetic. So even when you read line by line, the prof, the prophecy in it is, you know, even a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. There's always the breaking and the crushing before the harvest, before the building up, before the laughter, before the joy, um, a time to grieve and a time to dance. Like it's like embracing those times in your life the same. Mm Mm-hmm which is almost impossible because obviously nobody wants to be crushed. Nobody wants to be in pain. But what's so prophetic about when you start to read through the the Bible, just about when you drink from his like cup of suffering, there's a scripture of that too. Like that's a season. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's just like the cross. It's like, it's hard for me to even just pinpoint how it all goes hand in hand because the cross, you have to die Mm -hmm. the death he died. Mm Mm-hmm to be renewed and lived right. by the spirit alone. And it's just cool how prophetic this is. And it's like, when you read it, oh, it's like, okay, cool. Born to die, laugh, cry. But, but it's so, so much deeper than There's that. There's so many times like in <laughs> our just practical lives where you go through phases where you're like, okay, I feel pretty good right now. Like, everything's pretty like we're coasting. And mm-hmm. then, then, you know, then something will happen. And it's like, you are, you're grieving the loss of this or the gr- whatever it is. And then there's, then you go through a time where you feel like you're really building something that the Lord has mm-hmm. put this passion in your heart and you're chasing after that thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's also times where like this at the end where it says, um, uh, a time to search and a time to quit searching. And I love that a time to speak and to, or to listen and a time to speak and just being mindful of like, um, when that season has come, you know, like a time to quit searching. I love that. Like just to know when it's the end of that and to move into something new. Well, just to be still in his presence because we like, we're ambitious people. A lot of us are, and we want to make things happen. You know, a good friend told me, he's like, you could probably usher in breakthrough with your will because you're so, yeah. 
you could figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, but God wants us to wait upon the Lord right. and to not search when he's saying, be still, be still. and stop figuring out your well, life. <laughs> you've literally talked about, for example, like you've talked about doing a podcast. Like initially I remember years ago, you years said ago. maybe a blog or like, Something. you know, and then you said a podcast or whatever, but it like wasn't the right time. Oh, and you no. knew that. I knew it and wasn't. So it was many, hard. I feel like so many people we've talked about this a lot these days are just so quick to like, everyone's got something to say and they want to put it out there. Or if they're going through something hard, they just want to share everything. <laughs> so right this has off been the bat. that's been steward. I'd say for uh, probably three years, I really wanted to talk about, and we talked about this in our testimony or in our first episode, but it's a perfect, that was a really good thing to bring up because that was a season in my life where I knew I saw what God wanted, mm-hmm. but I had to be obedient and not make it happen. And what's crazy is I didn't have to make it happen. Like, yeah. you know, the way this all came about, um, I, the Lord gave me the word new. Mm-hmm. I was a new season, new wine, yep. new territory, new blueprints, new creative plans. And I knew that and I didn't, but he didn't say go yet mm-hmm. until obviously we met, but it's crazy how when you wait upon the Lord, like it's orchestrated in his, his time. Mm-hmm. And I had to be patient for three years and there's, believe me, you know, I'm a very, um, opinionated person <laughs> and there's a lot of things that I'm like, I have a lot to say, God. He's like, so do I. Yeah. You, need, you need to be, you need to wait till I say go. Right. Yeah. Because people, like you said, they just go, I want to say something as other people are saying something. Mm-hmm. And when we just steward where we're supposed to be in each season, God will honor it. It, mm-hmm. it never and looks you're not going to miss it. You're, you're not, not going to miss the mark. You know, I think not that's, if you're being obedient when you're, when you're, yes, when you're <laughs> you pursuing the, the mark, Lord, when you, you may push past what he that's says what to I mean, do is like, as, yeah. but what I meant by that is when you're waiting on the Lord, it can feel like people are passing you by. But what you have to realize right. is just because somebody else is, the Lord's paving way or opening doors for them doesn't take anything away from what he's leading you into. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just, yeah, you're not going to miss it as long as you're pursuing the Lord and doing exactly what he's saying. And some cool. people are like, well, what is he saying? If you don't hear him, don't do anything. Yeah. Just wait, just wait. And I think, you know, I used to think people, like even people today are like, well, how do you know God's telling you to do this or telling you to do that? Or people are like, I don't hear God. Well, it's a lot of times when I've, when he's silent, if I don't, feel what he's speaking to me or if I'm not usually I'll read something or if people that pray for me say something or he speaks to me in a lot of ways we we, yeah. we already talked about that but I don't do anything mm-hmm. so when I don't hear anything I don't act yeah um in That's any good. in any way so it's like you know there's those times where it's saying like you know quit searching and that yeah. is so good like you talked mm-hmm. about like just now because stop just yeah. stop and just time wait. to speak and a time to listen to listen and that is something I've had to learn I had a, like I said I had a lot to say and I knew I was smart and confident mm-hmm. and you know at, at 18 19 I had a lot to say and the Lord was like which that's part of the refining process as you've matured and all that that you have to like you do have a lot of things to say it's very <laughs> profound the Lord you know downloads a lot to you but yeah knowing we've even talked about that with like the prophetic you know sometimes mm-hmm. the Lord will give you things but just like it's maybe not the right time, you know, or to like discerning, or discerning, discerning when, what, it, you know, yeah. The gift of discernment, you know, and then like you said, you know, learning to when to act, when not. And that yeah. all comes from being pushed. Like, you know, times like where I know I'm supposed to give someone a word or I feel something for them. My heart starts to like beat out of my chest mm. and I start to feel kind of like, shaky yeah because it's almost like the lord's like saying go mm-hmm. and, and i don't want you're to. like in our, we're like trying to fight times it. Yeah. i fight it and then there's times i feel such peace i feel pick up on something but i feel like they're not ready for that yeah like they don't need that right mm-hmm. now and then i pray for whoever it is that mm-hmm. um you know i see there and 
you know, being quiet and listening, there's times we are in the background, but we're there purposely and strategically placed mm-hmm. to learn from others. Yeah. And I learned in the season where I felt like I was in the background and people passing me by and that, I mean, I've still been in a crazy long drawn season, but in that wilderness season, there was a portion where I really felt career wise and what I was doing with my life. There was not a whole lot going on at that point. Mm-hmm. I felt very stuck Yeah. along with the infertility, but I didn't have like a purpose of like, Lord, where, what do you have for me? I just mm-hmm. felt very much like I'm just doing the day to day and I'm just teaching and I'm just, that's it. Like, I don't really feel like I'm adding any value. And the Lord was like, you, uh, you're learning from people before you right Mm -hmm. now too. He's like, Hey, you might feel like you're in the background, but learn from these people that make you reach for more. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're around someone, if you kind of feel that, like not jealousy, cause I think jealousy is very different than like, Oh, I don't let, I mean, I feel a little uneasy because they make me feel a little bit less than, Mm -hmm. which is different than jealousy. Yeah. But instead of going, letting that less than feeling stay you there, you go, okay, what is she doing that I like? What is it that I can learn from her and apply, Mm -hmm. you know, in this season of my life. So I feel like there's a good three or four years where I learned from a lot of women. They didn't even know that that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was kind of studying how they were doing it and asking the Lord, like what he wanted me to learn from them. And I think that's really important is because somebody that's gifted and talented, you can either like turn away from them from a competitive standpoint, going, I'm going to compete with you Mm -hmm. instead of going, you know what, I'm going to embrace the gifts God gave you. And I'm going to learn from you because I know that's the one reason why the Lord's put you in my life. Yeah. And I think with women, it's so easy to compete Yeah, and not easy to go, you know what, she's gifted, cool. But like, what is it about her that That I'm drawn to that I'm drawn to? Cause there's something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so there was a season that. of that for me, for real. And it, it changed a lot because now when I see people, I'm like, man, I'm able to appreciate mm-hmm. their unique giftings and not try to be in that lane. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So um, the verse you were talking about earlier, yeah. it's Isaiah 55, 8 uh, and 9. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could ever think or imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's a good one. Yeah, I love that. It just reminds you that like, hey, we're not God. Nope. <laughs> we like to play God, mm-hmm. but we're not God, you know. And, you know, if you find yourself in seasons that are unmanageable, you're not alone. Yeah, we've all been there. We're all we've all been there. And, you know, we, I encourage you to talk to whoever you can yeah. about that. And just know it's all like a part of the process. It's mm-hmm. all pieces to the puzzle, you know. There's never like always understanding of why we go through all the things that we go through, but, um, and learning to be content in those seasons of lack and the seasons of not, there's a scripture that talks about, I think it's Matthew five. Will you look that up? Oh my gosh. So funny. So my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures. Is it really on Sunday? I was, um, in worship. I was, the Lord took me to Matthew four, mm. which is right before, and then I read through. And so, yeah, so I'll good. Pull it so up. pull up Matthew um, five because that the Lord's downloading that talks really about cool. a season of abundance and lack. Or and it, but abundance in and Matthew lack. four, what it talks about, what I was reading was, it talks about how the Lord walks by, um, um, whatever his name is, and then it turns into Peter. But anyways, they're like in the boat. <laughs> Simon Peter. <laughs> so, well, it, what, Peter's name was something else before. Uh, uh, well, I read that and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Let me I find don't know it. Scripture Let me find about. it. But anyways, so it, but he was the Lord was walking by, and he said, "Come and follow me." Mm-hmm. So they dropped their fishing mm-hmm. nets, yes. and they they dropped they left everything behind and followed him. And I think it's just losing your life to lose your life. And that was what the Lord was reminding me on Sunday: is like, no matter what season we're in, or how hard it is, or all of that, He's worth it to drop everything and leave it all behind to follow Him. Mm-hmm. You know, which is cool. Um, so let's find Matthew five. 
Okay, so this is Matthew 5. This is the message version, and I really love the message version because of the way it just translates, you know, the scripture. And it's like, it says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God in his role. Mm -hmm. You're blessed when you feel what you've lost when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you because only then can you be, be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. His food and drink will be the best meal you've ever eaten. So good. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight, which is what we talked about. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out and speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even for though they don't like it. I do. And all of heaven applauds. I know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. Love that. That's a really good that's translation. So, good. so it's like, that's I really feel like good. it changes the whole translation. So that's the message. Yeah. Because what I love about it is even though, I mean, it coincides with the whole seasons thing because mm-hmm. it talks about all the different things that we go through. You're blessed in this. You're, You're blessed, blessed in, that. in yeah. that. And so I like, I think it co- correlates really well because it goes along to say like, you are still blessed mm-hmm. when you're lacking. You're still yeah. blessed when you're in each season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not blessed right. and that the Lord doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just really cool because I love, I love the way he, it just talks about being content with who you are, mm-hmm. being content and with what you have and with and what where you, you have are. and where you are, which is also there's seasons of abundance. There's seasons of lack. There's a time mm-hmm. to grieve. There's a time to laugh. Mm-hmm. And something the Lord taught me so much about his faithfulness was, you know, weeping may endure in the night, but his joy comes, comes in the in morning. The, yeah. And, you know, the, the Bible uses the night and the morning to represent, you know, just the Lord and the, and the seasons of what we go through when we're grieving and we feel like we're not going to come out of that dark, that dark place. Mm-hmm. And so I would, and there's a scripture that says weeping will endure yeah. for a night and your joy comes in the yeah. morning. And there's a whole like song written on oh, that, yeah, that like totally. I listen to every day. Mm-hmm. So good. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I mean that go read that scripture because it's so cool. We'll also link all the other scriptures we talked about. Matthew five is one of my very favorite mm-hmm. So parts good. of the Bible. Same for this. You know, I always go back and read it, you know, when things change. Like in December, mm-hmm. I stopped teaching dance and I wasn't sure I was ready for it. It was kind of an yeah. abrupt end. It wasn't a good thing that mm-hmm. happened. And I was very like, I know I'm doing the right thing, God, but it, why does it feel it so bad? Feel yeah. And why does it look so bad? And that's something that we can confuse sometimes and the mm-hmm. enemy can thwart it. So we don't think it's God, but it so is then God. then you go, oh, is this, did I make the right did choice? Did I make the right yeah. choice? But I, I knew I did. And so a friend sent me that scripture and it just was a time to let go. And I had to trust God to resurrect something Mm -hmm. that I knew wasn't supposed to be dead yet. Yeah. And instead of forcing it, I said, okay, walking away. Mm -hmm. And here I sit. What? I guess it'll be, I guess it was six months ago, six, seven months ago. And here I am about to enter into a new season at a different place with dance. And he, cause I knew it wasn't done yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just cool how God, when we trust him with things and different seasons that he can mm-hmm. resurrect it yeah. or heal our hearts. 100%. Where it does talk about there's a time to heal and there's a time to kill. Yeah. And that goes along with the crushing, which went along with that scripture. Right. Death before death. Death before death. My, my life's motto. It's your life motto. So you got to be crushed. <laughs> and yes. then when you heal, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes healing is, is still painful. Yeah. That could be a whole nother episode. Yes. But I yeah. love that. That's so good. Well, well I got nothing else? more. Anything else? I mean, okay. I think I'm done with all my rants. <laughs> I on love this it. Scripture. I love it. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.